Hey guys, this is the Watch with Neebs, and I want to let you know this is part two of Across the Spider-Verse podcast. <laughs> All right, let's do this one last time. Our name is Salam Nerds Podcast, and for the last year and a half, we've been the only Muslim South Asian podcast focused on nerd culture and reality TV. You can find us on all podcast platforms and social media, except Facebook. They banned us. But we did come up with a cool catchphrase. Yo, 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 it's the Long Nerds. My name is Neez, a.k.a. Watch Me Neez, and I'm here with my boy, Jazz. We have had on your favorite influencers, international DJs, people from Bachelor Nation and Love is Blind. We even interviewed Oscar-winning directors, the entire cast of Miss Marvel, and even did a nationwide commercial for Disney+. Plus. We amassed over 140K followers on TikTok, 21K on Instagram, and an awesome community on Twitter. But no matter how big we get, we'll always love being your friendly neighborhood podcast. Get All right. Let's get to the fun parts, cause like, all right. Then they go into the multiverse, and we go and see the Lego universe. And like, yo, the Lego universe is a little bit, man. Cause Miguel said you're my top guy. I was like, this little snitch. <laughs> that was animated. That was animated by a fourteen year old. Yes, he and he, he actually yeah. has the whole thing animated, and you can watch it on yeah. YouTube and stuff. It's great. Fourteen Crazy. years old, so much talent. That's it's just amazing. amazing. That's just amazing. Um, and then we see uh, all these Spider-Man come out. Uh, oh, actually, no, before that, Gwen shows up and she goes into his room. First of all, why does this girl have her shoes on his bed? Like, I don't understand that. That made me so mad. <laughs> and then, you know what it is. <laughs> she opens up the... <laughs> and then, and then, and then she calls their parents by their first name. Like, no, you don't do that. You don't do that in immigrant <laughs> cultures. That's two things that you don't do in immigrant culture. You don't bring your shoes in the house and on someone's bed, and you don't call people's parents by their first name. The third thing she did, which annoyed me, was she took his toy out of the box, which is a nerd yeah, thing. Not a a thing. Yeah. yeah, but I was That's like, nerd thing. Gwen, you need boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That oh, my gosh. So mad. Oh, that was def- that's another that's another little detail to throw in that you know the joke yeah, that you'll yeah, get yeah. if you're you come from a non-white family like oh no first name yeah. or when miles said whatever to his parents everybody was like yeah. oh. Mm-hmm. oh no uh, like, yeah. oh. all right now i want to get to now i want to get to the part where i'm dressed like so i am dressed like kind of like <laughs> and oh my god <laughs> Spider-Man India was amazing. They, because I've read the Spider-Man India comics, they're actually not. They're like okay, they're not great, but the redesign was amazing. It was so cool, and they didn't just redesign his character; they redesigned uh, his personality too. Because yeah. in the comics, he's more like the regular Peter Parker, brooding, sad, nerdy. This one, he was just so optimistic, which makes sense because his name actually means, I think, pure sun. So he's more optimistic. And when they showed uh, Mumbatan, I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) This is fantastic. And it's funny because they actually did the whole India scene. And they were like, this is garbage. Like, it doesn't feel authentic. So they brought in the actor who voiced them. And they brought in Hassan Minaj to come and help them and and redo the entire scene. And they redid the entire thing because they were like, what we had wasn't authentic enough. And they redid them. They redid his like clothes. They redid what he's supposed to say. So like, and I knew that like the T, a Jai T joke. That was, was that's a Hassan. That's, that's a Hassan. A... I knew it. I knew oh, it. Son. I was like, that's <laughs> a <laughs> he's, that's he's, straight from 
He's been saying that joke since 2012. Man, needs to retire that joke. But I'm, I am glad. I am glad the the, the broader the broader which universe now knows that joke, and I think that's pretty funny. And the other joke that I thought was really funny, he was like, "Here's the traffic here, here's the traffic here, and here's what the British stole all our freaking stuff." And I, was I was so happy about that line. Even in a world where Manhattan is uh, Mumbai, the British still stole our stuff. What the hell? I didn't even think about that. They're in a different universe, and they and the British are still doing. You you can't stop the British, man. (laughs) They'll take your shit. Uh, (laughs) If there's one thing they're gonna do across the multiverse, is take other people's (laughs) steal your shit. (laughs) (laughs) They're like colonizing, bro. Can't stop. Won't stop. Oh man, that was that was really really funny, and uh, I love his shoes and stuff because he would be barefoot. And then I was thinking, I was like, you know what, man? Technically, all spider people should be barefoot because how are your Nikes sticking to the wall? I've never understood I that. I think about that all the time. I think about it all the time right. since two thousand two. I've been thinking about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And then I, I just I just love how much story they gave him. And they were like, he's uh doesn't need to work out. His hair is from coconut oil prayer and genetics, which is like no <laughs> I loved it. It was so great. And um uh, it was just such a fun little thing. And then he has this like weapon, kind of like a like a yo-yo thing that he uses with his web, which I thought with the bangles, I thought that was amazing. Fantastic. I want to know, I know why we liked it. I want to know people outside of the culture, how they felt about uh, Spider-Man India. Uh, I want to go with uh, Nikki. What are your thoughts? I mean, honestly, like as, you know, as a black person, I'm so happy to see myself represented. And I feel secondhand joy when I see yes. other cultures and other communities that I am not a part of, um, or maybe I may be adjacent to, I, I get such a joy from seeing, seeing that and knowing that somebody feels extremely seen by seeing that. And I just get to see some, and we just get to see something new. <laughs> we just get to see, we just get to see, you know, different kinds of people represented on screen in animation. Um, yeah. And um, so that's that's like kind of how I feel. It's how it's similar to how I felt, you know, just watching all of Miss Marvel. You know, mm-hmm. there's you know parts. Of course, there's parts that I you know I can relate to because you know I'm a person of color and a, and a granddaughter of immigrants, and that at some point our, our stories are going to be the same. But there's also cultural elements that I'm not completely aware of, or cultural elements that I remember because I grew up with, you know, Desi Indian, you know, friends when I was little. And I'm like, oh, that's that that little element is actually a part of my childhood. Like that food. (laughs) These dances, like, you know, like that's a part of my that's a little itty bitty part of, you know, my experience too. And and witnessing the experiences of others. So yeah, like I said, I just get I just get such joy from knowing that someone else is is feeling so incredibly seen the way that I want to be seen, you know? Yeah, no, we appreciate that. Mar- uh, Marguerite, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, gosh, I don't want to get all choked up. Like, I mean, I get all teary-eyed because I ugly cry, but um, <laughs> Miss Marvel with the representation, like, I mean, what, I mean, like, I felt like it was like that expansion of that world, right? And I mean, and just given like the pop, like South Asia, like there's just so little media about it, the ways that it's like lack, not represented. And I have a lot of South Asian friends, like my daughter goes to predominantly South Asian school and, 
And, and, you know, and I also knew like when they first started Ms. Marvel and, and their writing, and I just thought of like all the things that went into that. Um, and so like when I first like saw the, saw the, um, when they went back to Pakistan, like I cried, like yeah. I was just like that, like when I'm able to see representation and being like in a screenwriter's room where um, we had to work on, you know, trying to get storylines and the jokes and, and represented different cultures like that was actually the first time where I was like oh wow they got representation right was like yeah it was like the person how I imagined them you know like brown skin and looking and when they got an actor that looked like like so it's like it's it's and just like when the actor said like normally he didn't get parts because of his skin color but like right. when you have like this I can't pronounce it just like this you know it was like this explosion of this world that i saw like right like with um during ms marvel that was just so exciting so interesting and like i was just like and he just was so funny and frantic and like charismatic and yeah. i just was like and just like the details like it was like and like i was just absolutely like i was like i love him and i just like and i already heard some you know like little things that were happening and i was like okay i gotta get off twitter because I don't want any yeah, more spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. Like, I already know, like, people yeah. are really liking this. But my daughter was like, I love him. Like, she <laughs> so, like, like, just really thought he was just so great and was, like, laughing, you know, and just excited about it. And and that that is shaping how she sees the world and how she sees heroes, like, the people that um, she knows and to see that represented, like, that diversity. And I'm just like... Just to met like there's a lot of people in America that don't know like and they're just like kind of weird like they want to keep that like they want to keep their world really small and maybe they look at some Vikings and they watch another Viking show and another Viking <laughs> thing yeah, yeah. and they're just like dang you don't have seasonings in your food like, <laughs> so amazing wouldn't you want to be in one of these worlds and move between that well yes. that's what it's like being a person of color that's what it's like being like adjacent to a lot of things like for me it's like i'm like okay like i can go to all these places and relate and connect with people and like you know even like the learn different languages and i'm like why would somebody just want to be so narrow because it was just really like just going into that alternate universe was just really amazing so i i loved it i loved him i really like you know i mean i mean you said that um that uh, Spider-Man India, like it's the storyline isn't as exciting, but I, I hope that they spin out stories based on this. Yeah, one. so, so uh, that's what they, they're hearing they're going to do, because that's actually what they've done some, mm -hmm. for some other Spider-Man. So they might relaunch it with the better story. So I'm really excited about that. But there are some really cool things that people didn't notice, because like not only did they uh, mention like Spider-Man India, which had a lot of like uh, he had a lot of Hindu stuff in his costume, but uh Per, uh, Officer Singh is a Sikh, and they don't have mm -hmm. any Sikh representation ever, ever. Mm -hmm. So to see I that, saw a was few. Really I saw a few. I saw a few in yeah. Turning Red. Yes, yes. Oh, Turning, Turning Red. Yes. Lincoln, you yeah. yeah. More modern. That's Lincoln, you might miss yeah, it. Like, he was a security yeah. guard. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the security guard. Yeah. But that was really, really cool to see that. I'm glad to see like uh, the Sikh community get some representation too. Mm -hmm. uh, love that for them. Uh, and the next person who I think just stole this entire movie, Spider Punk. Like, oh my oh, God, yeah. did he steal this movie? <laughs> <laughs> 
when I saw him I first, I did not like him. I did not like him because I was like, who is this third wheel trying to get between Miles and Gwen? And I was, and I was a little self- Oh, that's she's, your beast. Yeah. She's wearing his shoes. She stays over at his dimension. I was like, oh, this is making me heart hurt. Like, don't do this to me. <laughs> and then he ended up to be like the coolest character. The best. He takes off mm-hmm. his math field. I've been. I was always just cool. I was just like, don't fly. His anarchism was so amazing. I just loved his, like, <laughs> like the, his anarchism was, like, so dope. Like, I was just, like, all the lines. Like, he was just, like, breaking stuff. He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm, You know, he was so subversive. And then you didn't know what he was doing. Like, yeah. I was mm-hmm. just, like, thinking he was just messing with stuff just because and being oppositional. But it was with a purpose. So I was just like, okay, these, like, you know, anti-establishment like we we need that embedded like if you have a utopia whether that's like a socialist utopia we, we need spider punk there so <laughs> yeah. can, like make sure he checks all the power imbalances but it was like i just yeah and his swag like i was just like yeah. i was floating but i i just remember when um um daniel kalua like when he was doing interviews and women were floating because i was like i was like flo- just I was like that i was just like oh he says me floating and then right you know I love when they have the black. I love when they have the black hole, and he goes like, "It's a, it's a capitalism." <laughs> like I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I, I think I believe that I believe that um, I could be wrong, but I don't think that I am. That a lot of that is Daniel Kaluuya just going off in in the voice yeah. booth because I think they wrote what they wrote originally. Like it was all right, but it just wasn't hitting the same, and they needed they had Daniel just come in with like that genuine like South London slang. Yeah, like just like, hey, you know, I hate the and, AM, I hate the PM. I was like, what does that mean? And I, I was like, I hate the AM, I hate, I hate the, the PM. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what does that mean? And one of my uh, friends would be like, he hates the mornings and he hates the prime minister. I was like, oh, that's what PM means. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yo, this is amazing. I love this guy. <laughs> so it was yeah, another touch of authenticity, another nice touch of authenticity to like, you oh. know. So that and, and then I he love gives that. like Miles the thing. Yeah, he gives you your whole palm, and then you see that come back. He was just all over the place. Mm. You see him stealing stuff throughout the whole time, and then at the end, you see he makes the watch, and it didn't register that he was just stealing stuff in their room that nobody was saying anything. What a great character! He, I think, he really stole the show for everybody. <laughs> and, yeah, he's definitely the best Spider-Man, Spider Hero out of all of the like straight up. He he was my favorite hero by the end of it. Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was really good. Um, any else? Uh, any other things about Spider Punk before we move on to the all of the Spider People when they go and they visit all of them? Oh my gosh, um, not really. Except I think that Spider Punk was the, the the one Spider person uh, that not the one, but the one that my husband was looking forward to seeing the most. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, it was um, it was really cool for them to. Uh, pull out all these different spider people from different uh you know parts of the comics and then also yeah. like different different parts of our past our our history with with spider-man yeah. like malala spider so cool. all right so yeah. i want to talk about that somebody <laughs> yeah. somebody mentioned that who, who, who mentioned somebody in the comments just mentioned that so they said uh spider woman hijab represented and i I could not believe that happened. I was like, cause I knew we were getting Spider-Man India, but like Malala Windsor. And I was like, what in the world? And she's Spider-Man UK, I believe. And it's mm-hmm. so wild that they did that. They did a redesign for her. Uh, they named her after the most famous Pakistani Trevor, because this is Malala Yusuf. Uh, and like, 
It was just wild to me. I didn't expect that. And like, she's wearing a hijab in the form of the spider thing. And I was just like, this is yeah. awesome. And then some of my friends, somebody was like, why would she need a hijab? I'm like, well, maybe she wants to take her mask off and still like be able to like right? be a hijab. She's gotta so blend awkward. in sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I loved it, man. It was so it was great. Good. I screamed. I give me all your you know, normally I don't get all excited about he- I mean, you know, like because sometimes like hijab representation is tokens. Yes. But I felt like it was just like it was like there was so many spiders, but it was also like the Malala reference and just like how she came and like each one was like drawn different, right? Like from yeah. that time period. And I was just like, this is so amazing. I just like it was just I wasn't expecting all of that, honestly. Like I was not expecting like so because she's like, it's a few elite. Like so she that's why she was saying um yeah. Miles couldn't come, but it was like he was like, there's so many people. What are you talking about? <laughs> I uh, thought I dreamed it. I didn't think it was real. I had to ask my brother, did, did you see a hijabi Spider-Man? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought I dreamt it. I was like, no, that can't be real. It was so wild. And I think she's actually played uh, by a famous actress too, uh, her voice actor. And someone told me, and I just can't remember who she is. Uh, <laughs> but it was it really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, think her, I think her name is Sarah something. Uh, but I don't know what she's in, but something really popular recently. Uh, but it was so good to see that. And they showed her a few times. They showed her make that first joke. Then they showed her chasing Spider-Man. But then they also showed her when they showed Death Alley, where like they showed all the Spider-Men and somebody important in their life died. They showed her again. And I was like, whoa, they showed her a lot. And one of the greatest things about that, nobody thought that we would ever see a Spider-Man uh, with a hijab. But now that we've seen one, the fan art is going crazy. I've seen about 12 of them the next day. And everyone's making their own. Everyone's creating art. And everyone's making all these different type of hijabi spider people. And it's so beautiful. It's amazing. And not only that, not only that, but like technically, if the spider universe exists, that means anything you draw is canon. Everything you draw is canon. Any Spider-Man that you can come up with is canon. If you draw yourself in a Spider-Woman hijab outfit, if you cosplay as a Spider-Man hijabi, you are canon to the Spider-Universe. Cool. And I think mm-hmm. that is amazing. All true. Yeah, and yeah. that's amazing. So we're going to do it, right? We're just going to make our own spider we're, we're, spider we're Neves, by definition, you are a Spider-Man, and you I are guess. now canon in the universe. <laughs> yeah, technically I am. I mean, it's <laughs> going to be awesome. I can't believe it. Um, so here are some other Spider-People that we got to see. Uh, we saw Ben Riley, who was voiced by Adam, uh, Andy Samberg, who was the super emo one. I thought that was really, really funny. Uh, <laughs> he, he's got the whole clone saga happening for him. Um, and then the Insomnia Spider-Man. That got one of the biggest, like, like, uh, cheers in my uh, theater because people love that PS2 game. Oh no, PS5 game. And then the Prowler, mm-hmm. dude. When that Yo. we saw Donald Glover, my theater erupted. <laughs> Oh, uh, screaming, it. crying, throwing up. Oh my god! <laughs> and people know why that's so important because you know, obviously, I don't have to repeat the story, but I'll, uh, look it up. The the story of Donald Glover and Miles Morales and Spider Man, it's an amazing story, and it just comes full circle. <laughs> and, and I'll sum it up in two seconds. Uh, Miles Morales exists because of uh, Don Glover, so there you go. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty much, pretty much. Uh, all in all. And, and then we see uh, Miguel O'Hara, and then he's, mm-hmm. like, explaining everything. First of all, like, 
Miles is trying to speak Spanish with them and trying to connect and stuff like that. And he's still like, no, he's super angry. And like, he didn't need to be like a bitch to Miles, man. I mean, I get <laughs> why, but like, it was really wild. Uh, and he tries to explain to him canon events and like i'm i know canon events i watch doctor who i know about like how canon oh my events god stuff. So six I was like, points in time exactly yep. so i'm like oh <laughs> i'm with you i'm here <laughs> um, i'm a hoovian too yeah yeah <laughs> nice i'm uh, old school like i don't know like because i was just like i i gotta keep the old school memories from the 80s where oh, it was yeah. just, like, really ridiculous <laughs> just, like, oh i was like it's too nice now like it was so bad back then yeah yeah i heard i've heard generation. Um, <laughs> all right so they're trying to get through miles and tell him that hey you can't do anything miles putting two and two together they trap miles and then hobie goes like this lets him remember like hey this is how you break out uh and then he breaks out and then makes a run for it. And then Miguel gives the uh, warning or uh, like, a, like what is it, announcement that like, oh, you have to catch a Spider-Man. And they're like, who? Everyone points at Spider-Man. Which is hilarious. I, I'm so I glad they put that in. They didn't do it in No Way Home, but I'm so glad they put it here. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they did do it in No Way Home, but they weren't in their costumes. They did do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was in the lab. In the lab. Yeah, yeah. That's no, but this was this, this was funny. This was funny. Uh, they also showed the old um, what you call it, Uncle Ben and the Tobey Maguire. They also got a lot of pop. I thought it was really cool. Um, that was so cool, Megan. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But here's yeah. the thing, right? There were a handful of Spider Men in the room when Miguel explained to Miles uh, what what he why he can't go back in time and I'm mean, not back in time. Why he can't go back to his world and save his dad. All of them are little bitches, man. <laughs> now, <laughs> the ones who were outside, they didn't know why they're stopping Miles. They just know they had to stop Miles. They don't know why. I feel like, in my opinion, my headcanon is that if they knew, I think half of them would defect. I think half of them would be like, you can't do that. Because there's some Spider-Mans, who, Peter Parkers, who I think would do the exact same thing as Miles. Uh, but I don't know. What are your thoughts about the whole... Uh, dichotomy of the saving your parents fixed point black holes what who was right who was wrong are we on miles side are we on miguel's side uh let's go into that uh mm -hmm. nikki you want to go first look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey <sighs> well that's why they're introducing an all-new bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I guess I did a video about this where I'm like, I understand Miguel's anxiety, um, but he's making some trauma-informed decisions. And, um, and, I, and I kind of... Yeah, and like as as a lot of people know, I'm a PTSD veteran, so unfortunately, I'm an expert. And uh, like one of the things, of, <laughs> one of the things about you know dealing with post traumatic stress is like you you will tend to catastrophize things, and your brain will pick up on you know just the smallest little details of everything around you to make sure that what happened to you doesn't happen again. And so. And so it literally makes sense. It, 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 it does make sense to me 
how Miguel turned out this way. He, he's literally the personification of hypervigilance. He has every, the entire Spider-Verse on a console. He's watching everything with a, you know, just picking through with a fine tooth comb to make sure that this doesn't happen. Because honestly, like what he experienced was terrifying, right. albeit technically his fault, but also how could you know that yeah. <laughs> like that, that's, that's something that no one's ever done before. Like, how could you know? Um, that was absolutely terrifying. Like if I saw an entire universe disintegrate out of the space time continuum, I'd raise my dosage too. So, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> so, right, yeah. you know, <laughs> I really, so like, but you know, when you're making trauma informed decisions, like sometimes you can miss some pretty obvious, you know, indicators in front of you that like what happened to you necessarily isn't going to necessarily happen in somebody else's situation. You might even think that you're trying to help. Like you might think that you're doing the right thing, that you're being helpful, but you might actually like be preventing someone from living their life the way that they're supposed to. I think a lot of overprotective parents, you know, can yeah. fall into this. And, and from where, you know, Miles is coming from, um, and I think the multiverse saga in general is going to challenge how we think about time and the power of choice. And, you know, like, does trauma make us who we are? Uh, because I've always hated that sentiment that, you know, <clears throat> this terrible experience made me who I am. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't think that's very fair because people go through some pretty terrible, like everybody goes through trauma. But some people go through some especially spicy situations where like that in no like that is so out of the normal and that shouldn't have happened to you. And you know, language that we've that we told survivors to adopt is like it, it made you stronger. Mm. Um, it made you better. And it's like, no, not fucking necessarily, because villains go through trauma too. Mm -hmm. If that's the truth, if that's the case, then trauma makes villains too. It's about your character, in my opinion. Ooh, it's a you know it's about it's right. about your character who you are and what you choose what you choose to do with that situation i feel like miguel is telling miles the trauma is what makes us who we are so you have to go through this right and to tell this to a black boy whose experience mm -hmm. in this world is already traumatic from the moment he was born mm -hmm. um and telling them like you have to go, you have to, and you have to, and you have to suffer some more because this is gonna make you who you who you are. And for Miles to be like to have the courage to say, no, intrinsically I'm already Spider Man and I'm already worthy of being Spider Man without this bullshit. If that's what you need to define yourself, have fun. But I'm gonna do my own thing, like he said. And if I have the power to make things better, I will. You know, so, and, and, you know, especially like who he's telling this to and, you know, the speech that that Rio gave him before and everything like, you know, it just ties in so nicely from the beginning of the film. Um, but, um, yeah, I I think, um, like I said, I, I see where Miguel is coming from, but I also I think most of us are always going to side with Miles. Because um, yeah. he's he's challenging the status quo, um, and 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 again, like there's evidence already in front of Miguel that maybe you know what happened to you is not the norm because Miles has been Spider-Man for over a year now, and his universe yeah. hasn't fallen apart. And for that yeah. matter, 
Neither has Earth 42. Is it a mess? Yeah. But is it gone? It disintegrate. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't yeah. disintegrate. So before we get into the, because like, like that's where I had the logical fallacy. Cause I was like, well, if he's not the real Spider-Man, then why would he have to lose his father to be part of this thing? That Spider-Man already happened. Yeah. So then that was just what got me. But I just need to take a moment as for anybody that follows me and is like my Dune, my my Dune obsession and Oscar Isaac. Thirst. <laughs> I was on the I was on the thing, but I was like, and there was so much Miguel O'Hara thirst on my timeline. Yeah. I agree with. It. I was is. like the shoulder to waist. He was caked up on a Thursday Listen. afternoon. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, I was just like, I was like, <laughs> well, I was like, he was a real sympathetic character there. I was just like Miguel O'Hara been there watching it. Video, you know, like it's just like that's like that ideal, like just like unattainable, tra traumatized, broken man that you know we all trying to fix. So I was just like, yeah. So like I still felt like they were trying to make him, like they just had to make him like that dude, you know, broken. like, like you know? trauma thirst. So I could him, you know, and I was just like, just pulling out all our heartstrings because they just like. Because I was like, I was actually excited even when they, because like, I didn't even know they cast him for a long time, but I was just like, but when I already did the voice and I was like, oh, that's just going to be so amazing. I hope he shows up. And they, they just like made him like, like Oscar Isaac on like, like, I don't know, meth, like extra, like, cause he was tall. Like yeah. I was just like, dang, they really did that. So, so it was kind of hard. Cause then I was like, okay, like I see what he's saying, but he didn't have to do it. <laughs> like that you know like, <laughs> you know like so i wouldn't you know like i wouldn't say he was wrong wrong but the point of the story is that that you know like are you gonna just save your dad and destroy a world does that make you a hero because we do know like most acts of hero heroism are you're saving your friends or your part like when in mm -hmm. battles and stuff it's not just because somebody's like i'm gonna go in and i mean there are people that do that but typically like heroism is like you're saving somebody that you know, or some sometimes mm -hmm. there's an attachment. So I was just like, as opposed to like, would you, would you save this person that you love and destroy other worlds, or like, does that make you a villain? You know, depending on who's telling the story, or you let that one person die that you care about, and you save the world. And so it's like. So then I was thinking about the trolley thing because you know I had to be like all like yeah. you know, right? straight up the trolley problem. Yeah, I hate the trolley. Like, <laughs> but then I was just kind of like so. Then I was like kind of like so, but that took me down this rabbit hole that I was going through, and I was just like, well, <laughs> you know, because like in 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 my faith tradition is like if you save one person, it's as if you save the world. So I could not get out of that. So it's like okay like what is the trolley decision like based on that and is it just like if you know and you could kind of see like when they're making choices to save people with their mm -hmm. spider webs and stuff so it's like they're trying to save individuals right and then get to this and it's just like it's whoever's in front of them because so i'm just like there's no way that many buildings collapse without lots of casualties so it's yeah. like their trolley problem is like you try to save those immediately in front of you and then you go to the next and you go to the next thing so like i was like is are we on some American pragmatism tip? Like you just kind of like in our trolley problem, mm. you know, you take the one person and you try to do the best you can to like get the rest of the people out the road. Yeah. I don't know. 
That's so good. Like, well, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> no, these are good points, man. These are these are amazing. That's why I'm so glad I brought you guys on, man. This is one of the yeah, best things. Is like a lot of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, a lot of philosophy, a lot of education going on here, man. That's why I like. We made it a point for our podcast to be super inclusive because we want people who experience these things and who have like you know the culture and the background of the characters to be the ones speaking about these characters, right? If all the podcasts are just white people and they're talking about these characters of color, like they're not going to be able to eloquently say what you guys are saying. So I I love that and like yeah. you guys dropped some bombs on us, man. That was crazy. That was really yeah. Cool. Um, I, I know. mix it with the thirst too, so I'm just like you know like yeah. Yeah, we're gonna split some two episodes for sure. Let's just keep going. Like yeah, no, we're no, well we're done. This is this is an amazing conversation. Um, all right, so they chase him, uh, and he has a plan. He lures everybody away, and then he gives uh. Miguel, the hey, shoulder touch. <laughs> it kind yep. of throws him away, which I love that they brought that back. And then uh, Gwen was really not being a good friend or ally here. Um, I feel like, you know, and she was going to let her dad die, which is like another thing where I'm just like, what? Damn, girl. Something else. I, saw, I saw a theory and that that person might have a point uh, i can't remember who it was but uh there is a theory that the reason that she hasn't gone back well one of the reasons that she hasn't gone back besides the fact that her dad was trying to arrest her mm-hmm. um was that basically if she, if she as the spider person in her universe is not there then maybe he won't die mm, he, but then miles as would captain. stay back too then wouldn't he well they're not in the same universe oh okay Gwen, uh, like Gwen, yeah, like Gwen's respective universe. So that's like, I guess a, a theory, I suppose, or some technicality. I don't know. Um, I don't know. He, he does say to her, "Your dad's a, a, a captain too." The captain, and she, mm-hmm. she, she kind of just shrugs. So yeah. possibly not. But but he resigned yeah. though. So she was relieved. Yeah, but she didn't know that at that time. But but he, he does that. resign, which uh, Wait, which but I she was it. like super relieved, like. Whoo, he is no longer a captain mm-hmm. and he's yeah. gonna make it. So like when I saw that relief, I was just like, okay, that anxiety, like so she knew the the beats of it and, yeah. and so because he's like, I quit. And she's like, like <laughs> just so relieved, yeah. Yeah. But you know who did have his back? Uh Spider Bite, who was like yeah, when he came into the uh was it the go back home machine or what it, what yeah. it was? <laughs> She she, she could have just rebooted it, and she was like, "No, she she let him go back." Uh, so her and and a last a last moment a last moment yeah. of black solidarity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? You know what? Spider Man India wasn't there. My spicy Spidey, he wasn't there. But I bet he would have had his back too, because he did save <laughs> the Inspector in his universe. I think he would have paid him back. Uh, but yeah, That's everyone true. else was kind of against the spicy Spidey. I like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Um, and then we see that he goes back home. Uh, and this is where they did such a great fake out. Because I I had a feeling something was going on, but I couldn't tell because of the way the scenes were placed on top of each other's. They made it look like they were in the same place. Uh, and then you find out that he actually, he gives this long speech to his mom. And he was like, but I took them all down. And he was like, I'm Spider-Man. And then she's like, who? <laughs> and it, was, so, it was during that scene I started looking around the room because that's supposed yeah. to be Miles' room. You and noticed it. Shit. 
none of his yeah. usual shit was there. Yeah. And I was like, oh no. I was like, yeah. is this gonna is it is it what I think it is? And then uh, the second watch, if you look, if you literally look when the spider's doing the go home machine. Yeah. It flashes on the screen where he's going. 42. Yeah, yeah, 42. Because it goes by your DNA, right not there. where you're from. Yeah. And his DNA is And the spider, spider changed his DNA. The spider right. changed his DNA. Exactly. And then, like, she said, like, yeah. things like, oh, you, what's up with your hair? The other thing is, she, she when he had the costume, she this for Comic-Con. And if you go back to the first one, uh, Spidey also mentioned, save it for Comic-Con. And he goes, what's Comic-Con? So Comic-Con does not exist <laughs> in Miles' world. And I was oh like, my God, oh. right. Yeah. So I was oh. like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, there's no, there's no Comic-Con. There's no Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I got it in the theater. And I was like, oh, shit. Right. And then, and then, and then everybody around you doesn't know. And you're yeah. like, wait, wait till they find out. Wait till and find then out. it hits. And then his uncle comes in and bro, that music is so scary. Mm -mm. You could feel the tension. But then, and then he like hugs him and you're like, oh man, what's going on right here? And we have not seen the other miles yet. And he gets beat up because his spider sense apparently doesn't work on the other miles. That's how he got jumped. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And I was like, whoa, his spider sense does not work on Miles. G Morales. Uh, and then we got to see the new Miles. So I want to get your thoughts on the new Miles. Uh, Marguerite, what were your thoughts on the new Miles, the Prowler Miles? Gosh, Prowler Miles, you know, like he he was just like, you know, his, uh, his locks, you know, like he was yeah. just like, okay, my hair is did. I'm like, you know, I mean, it's, it's like miles without the awkwardness, but it's like, you know, clearly like he's gone on the dark side, which is also a very attractive trait for uh, like any of us uh, PTSD survivors. Many of us PTSD people are like, I know he went through a lot. So, you know, but it's it's like he's facing himself, right? And um, it was, uh, I mean, and this is like where... <laughs> <laughs> the Prowler Miles got that him. dog in him. <laughs> uh, and the comments. <laughs> you know, so, like, I, I love the I love the joke that goes around. That's like this Miles got an A in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he took Spanish. He was just like, I'm out. I'm cutting class. Uh, <laughs> I was like I was like, yeah. I was like, you know, he. It was. It was so. Um, yeah, like it was it was really good because I mean, I guess like I wasn't fully like I wasn't fully expecting that, you know, cause, like I'm just not as steeped in like any of the storylines and stuff. So um, I was just like, wow, this is this is going to be pretty wild. And then, you know, so then I'm just like waiting for what's going to happen. Right. So then. Yeah. Yeah. With, he was pretty menacing and I and I really liked that. And like as someone who's gotten beat up a lot in Newark, I was like, Yeah, he is pretty menacing. That's uh that's that's pretty much how it went down. They they intimidate you first so that they see if they can rob you without having to beat you up. And then when they see they can't, then they'll beat you up. And I was like, Yeah, that that, that brought back some memories. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bro, are you okay? <laughs> I'm never okay. <laughs> like, you know, let's, let's like breathe. Like, what do you guys do that trauma flow? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of trauma talk Deep on this breathing. show today. <laughs> oh, it's Spider-Man. Of course there's going to be trauma talk. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> all right. So 
the the episode ends and it's to be continued. Now a lot of people are mad that it's a to be continued. They didn't expect it to be a to be continued. I knew the part one and two the whole time. I guess a lot of people knew and forgot. And people are saying like, I oh, forgot. it's not a full story. I still think it's a full story. No and shit. It's, yeah, like in, even if you think <laughs> about it from Gwen's perspective, like the um, episode starts with her. She has this horrible take about Miles. She comes around, and then she has the ending with all the bad guys. And she builds a team. So even if you look at her as a protagonist or her as a uh, like a like a team, it's a full arc for her. And mm-hmm. even Miles, like he is, he his arc happened uh, when he says, "Nah, I'm good." The story still continues, mm-hmm. but his arc happened there, and his arc will happen. There'll be more arc to his arc. But I still think it's a complete story, and I don't agree with the fact that people are mad that it is, it is to be continued. Like Lord of the Rings, Back to the Future, we've had tons of stuff like this, man. We, yeah, we know Infinity this. War. Yeah, Infinity War. Like, come okay. on. Like, what, what is the it's whole the point most- of having a cliffhanger? Cliffhanger, yeah. y'all. Like, come on. And we're all talking about it, right? We're all talking about it. That's a good yeah. cliffhanger. So I, I really love it. It was a great thing. Uh, Gwen went and got a crew and includes the old crew, which means Nicolas Cage is coming back, which I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, in my right. opinion, in my opinion, this may be the best trilogy of all time. I think it has the potential to be one of no. If not the best trilogy of all time. Oh. I that's what I Ooh. think. I don't know. I don't know. Those are big words. I don't know. That's, that's big. That's how, that's how I feel, man. What are your that's top trilogies? I guess it, I mean I haven't been thinking about trilogies. Lord of the Rings is up there. Yeah, um, Peter Jackson trilogy from Lord of the Rings. That's yeah, like number one. That, Back to the Future is up there. Guardians even up there too. But Guardians uh, is know. a pretty good trilogy. Yeah. But like, no, man, something about this, man, something about this. It's just so relatable to me. I don't know. I just love it. I don't know. I mean, uh, even like uh, a lot of people have hailed Spider-Verse in general as the best Spider-Man movie, period, yeah. including Tom Holland is like, yeah, Into the Spider-Verse yeah. is I the mean, best Spider-Man movie yeah. that's ever been made, like hands down. So, I mean, I think it'll definitely be iconic. Um, it already is. It already yeah, is. It so is yeah. when it com- when it completes as a trilogy, it will be so absolutely iconic. Like you might be right. You might you really might be right. It might be, yeah. It might be Toy Story. Toy Story has four movies. I'm not counting Toy Story anymore. It's uh, once you get four movies, no, it's not a trilogy. No, no, no. That fourth movie doesn't exist. <laughs> no. Toy Story is a trilogy to me. It's a trilogy to me. Like it does. I mean, Toy Story just feels like three. You know, like it's like it kind of continued, but they're not like. Here is this, you know, like you're not getting the whole like arc of, I mean, they're good, you know, but it's like this one, I feel like there's that interconnected, you're seeing the growth, like it it works. And this Uh, one was definitely like, I think it's a very culturally relevant film, like just the artistry, the comments that, you know, like just all of those pieces coming together. That writer's room, I'm just like, I wish I was there. <laughs> Not joke. just the writer, but the animation is so different. Animation. Than any, any, anytime anyone, like, this is going to set, like, the bar for, like, this type of animation because it's so unique. And, like, you know when they have the registry where they're, like, 
they put movies in like some kind of vault where it's like, oh, if the world ends, these are the movies that need to be saved. Yeah. This movie belongs in that vault. This movie belongs yes. in that vault. I, I will agree to that, yes. And when the aliens come, they'll be like, they figured out how we traveled here through the, you know, through the. Yeah. <laughs> the aliens were like, oh, that's how the multiverse works. <laughs> yeah. They're like, that's how we got here. They knew. But it's like, you know, like there was so much like, like I'm still thinking about, right? Like that, you know, cause those, those are like concepts that, you know, yeah. scientists, like I know like they had all those consultants and just like try to like weave all those things together. But I'm just like, it was just, yeah, it was, it was just really great to see these yeah. like, like I just stayed for the end credits to try to read as many names of all the people who were involved. And I was like, they were all yeah. amazing. You're all mm-hmm. great. It's it's okay. really really great, and they say that the fact that Gwen started the the movie with her commentary and it ends with her commentary, the whole movie <laughs> is her pitching for us to go save Miles. So when she's convincing people to go save Miles, this whole movie is the story she's telling them, which I think is amazing. Oh and, my and gosh! I, yeah. And I just love it. And when she says, "You want in? Hell yeah, we want in." Mm-hmm. Part- <laughs> Part two, we're coming for it. So this has been a great episode. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Nikki, let people know where they can find you because they definitely need to find you. You are amazing. Both of y'all, like, yeah. (laughs) Nikki is like, I watch her videos all the time. So where you can find. (laughs) Nikki, you go first. Thanks, guys. Um, Well, you can find me on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Nikki Marina, um, N-I-C-Q-E-M-A-R-I-N-A. Um, those are my those are my main uh, platforms. I pop into Twitter every once in a while, but I do not make it a habit for reasons. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for anyone that's in the Brooklyn area or the New York area, I'll be at a Brooklyn Comic Con this weekend on Saturday at four um, on a panel with some other creators, including Black Gay Comic Geek and Fantastic Frankie. We're going to be talking about and me. Um, I'm on there oh, too. And you. And you, my God. And um, I, was like, I was like, damn, who's the fourth one? That's it. You're off the show. <laughs> you can slap me when you see me. I deserve that. But yeah, oh, we're going to do, we're going to do a panel on um, creating your own brand as a content creator. And so, that should be a, a great um, a great session, and um, yeah, I have more Miguel O'Hara content coming. Up. Can't wait of course, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. and 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 Marguerite, uh, where can people find you? And- yeah, I'm not a hater. I just tweet a lot. <laughs> you know, until this platform collapses. But you could find oh me God. under Marguerite underscore Aziza. Aziza is my like Muslim nickname. So um, yeah, like and I'm, I mean, I mean, my Instagram is basically a fan account for my daughter. She's really cool. Um, and so it's under the same, I just changed it right before here. So I match um, and I will be at uh, San Diego Comic-Con on a 20th Thursday with Slum Fandom talking about Muslim futurism. So come join the panel, find out how we envision the future because um, you know, I'm trying to be in, like, we're going to, I'm going to make myself canon in the ah. Spider-Verse. <laughs> wait, wait. You know, you know, I'm canon in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. I'm, I'm in the movie. I'm an extra in it. So technically, I'm canon. Are you in really? That. Oh, in that. In the, in the Nolan-verse. Yeah. In the Nolan-verse, I'm canon. 
I'm canon in the Sony Spider-Verse because of oh, yeah, I work for the Daily Bugle. Yeah. Um, in in the Morbius universe. So Yes, yeah. I remember that. That's so dope. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being on. This is our longest episode. We've never done an episode this long. We might break it up into two parts so we can get more money oh, from yeah. Spotify. So yeah. <laughs> that means yes, yeah, yeah. make that money. And uh, listen, thank you so much for being on. We definitely have to have you guys on once again. Uh, mm -hmm. But until next time, guys. Salam, nerds. Peace.